welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and uh, this week I wanted to uh, express some of my opinions about upper cross syndrome and how I think we could improve upon um, addressing upper cross syndrome. Um, For people who are not aware of the Yonda upper cross syndrome, just really basically um, it's an upper body postural issue that leads to a forward head placement. Um, The neck extensors get tight, the pecs get tight, and then the mid-back gets weak and the neck flexors get weak. Um, we typically see um, the need to address upper cross syndrome for things like neck pain or shoulder issues, especially things like a shoulder impingement, because the um, upper cross syndrome can lead to a scapular winging and uh, impingement on shoulder abduction. So um, we also want good posture, right? I mean, some of us are just working on it for good posture. That, that's what I do. Um, I do some stretches to try to uh, fight against the upper cross syndrome. I think spending your whole day bent over patients, um, as I do, I, I'm definitely aware of neck extensors getting tight and um and a an increased kyphosis of the upper thoracic spine um so i wanted to just kind of throw some things out there we we know for sure neck muscles need to be addressed right the um scm and scalenes can 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 pull the head forward and the neck extensors of course can get very tight and that puts us into more of a forward head placement because we're kind of like we're looking up. Um, And our shoulders can start to roll in because of tight pec minor and uh, pec major. And our mid back is stretched all day. So Yonda would talk about um, stretch weakness. The rhomboids and the lower traps especially um, are are on a, uh, a bit of a stretch if you're working at a desk all day long and the serratus anterior is engaged um, because your shoulders are, are reaching forward to type and work on a mouse. Um, so we see a weakness of serratus anterior, rhomboids, and lower traps on most people. Um, and we see tension in the upper traps, levator scap, the pec minor, and we see um, pec major getting tight. And I kind of I wanted to address a couple things. I think um, 
for correctives if you have patients who are working with a physiotherapist or a physical therapist um, for neck pain or shoulder issues, very often they're working on strengthening the mid-back, the, the rhomboids and, and lower traps as a, as a postural correction. Um, and they'll hopefully be stretching uh, the pecs as well as uh, to correct postural issues, uh, forward head placement and shoulder issues. And I'm all for that. I think that's that makes perfect sense. But he, but the inconsistency I think in that thinking is that we you know Yanda paired muscles um, as postural or as phasic tonic and phasic. So the tonic postural muscles are the ones that are engaged all day long, holding your head up like neck extensors. Um, but but the mid back muscles. We're, we're not listed as um, postural muscles. Those are not tonic muscles. Those are phasic muscles prone to fatigue. So it kind of doesn't make sense to be strengthening phasic muscles to correct posture, does it? In my opinion, the increased kyphosis in the upper back is more due to muscle tension in the front from the pecs, of course. Um, things like the lats and teres major and the pecs that all attach on the front of the humerus of the, at the intertubercular sulcus can pull the shoulder into internal rotation. And most people are aware of that, but what we don't discuss much is the multifidus muscles in the upper thoracic spine that I believe are, are becoming inhibited and tight and weak so that we see an increased kyphosis, which will also lead to a, a forward head placement. I personally have to fight against that. And having had those multifidus muscles needled really helps me to engage them. Um, it's not unlike gluteal amnesia in that we need to activate the muscle and then spend time um, using conscious effort to engage the muscles because our body has forgotten how to use them. For me, that's, that's definitely the case. My upper thoracic multifidus muscles are were they were much more difficult for me to actively engage because I couldn't really feel them properly. And having had that area treated with electric stimulation acupuncture helped me to engage those muscles and actually feel them engage and correct the kyphosis, the uh, increased kyphosis of my upper back. Um, so I started doing some, some work of my own, feeling those muscles engage when I'm walking, just walking down the street. Um, and, and of course, correctives at home. I'll do a doorway stretch to stretch my pecs. I reach up to the top of the door and stretch my lats. Because for me, lats definitely pull my shoulders into internal rotation and screw up my posture. And I, when I'm when I'm doing the doorway stretch with my arms above my head and my hands on the on the door 
frame. I'm leaning through the door to stretch my lats, but I'm also engaging the upper thoracic uh, multifidus muscles to decrease the kyphosis. And sometimes I'll, I'll engage them and then I'll relax them and I'll engage them and relax them because I'm trying to stretch the front of my body, but also feel the spine stretching out of the increased kyphosis that I live with. And I really find this has been very helpful for me. Uh, when I walk by a mirror after doing these stretches, I can really see an improvement in my posture. So I really feel like we should, instead of considering strengthening phasic muscles that are not postural muscles, like the mid-back rhomboids and, and lower traps, for posture reasons, I really think it's better to learn how to feel the thoracic, upper thoracic multifidus muscles and engage those to correct the kyphosis. And it makes sense. Those are postural muscles. Those are, those are stabilizers constantly working. But I guess for me, they stop working as well. You know, I, when the increased kyphosis is a sign of those muscles becoming inhibited and tight, so, so I'm, I'm all for strengthening rhomboids and lower traps. Uh, I think that's great, but I don't think we should strengthen them with hope that they'll suddenly start acting as posture muscles because they won't. So really we need to be stretching the muscles, the tonic muscles that are very tight, the pecs, pec minor, pec major, the lats, and the was the other one that I was thinking of. Well, we do need to stretch our, we do need to relax our neck extensors, of course. I think acupuncture is the best thing you could do for that. I don't really do stretches for my neck. I just get acupuncture uh, regularly for that, uh, releasing upper traps with some dry needling and getting levator scap released with some dry needling and then really stretching out the pecs and the lats in front. I really feel like that is key for me for improving my posture, um, keeping weight off my neck extensors because of a forward head placement. And um, so in just one thing that I was thinking about that, that is not necessarily related to upper cross syndrome, but is related to scapular stabilizers. I'm, I'm guessing there are many, many people who, do orthopedic acupuncture and recognize how often their patients with neck pain are having neck pain because of a tight levator scapulae and tight upper traps. It's really the most common um, neck pain that I see in the clinic. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing when you think about scapular stabilization that the serratus anterior and the rhomboids form a sling it's protraction and retraction and if you look from the spine you follow the rhomboids to the medial border of the scapula and then you know that underneath that deeper the the serratus anterior is covering the top eight ribs and then going into the front of the of the body into into the inserting into the front aspect of the ribs 
going under the scapula to protract the scapula and upwardly rotate, you see that the serratus and the rhomboids, rhomboid major are, and the rhomboid minor, by the way, is a part is a retractor. They, um, well, and the and the rhomboid, by the way, is a downward rotator of the scapula as well. But they form a sling, and when we need to do something with our shoulder. We need stabilization of the scapula against the ribs. And the serratus is brilliant with that because it, it covers eight ribs. If it engages, it can hold the scapula down very well, but it needs help. And it gets that counterbalance from the rhomboid. Otherwise, it might upwardly rotate instead of just stabilizing. And the other muscle that helps them is the levator scapulae with another downward rotator. So you've got a downward rotator levator downward rotator uh, rhomboid and then um, you've got the upward rotator serratus anterior but when they all engage and it's protraction and retraction as well when they all engage they can just hold the scapula against the body as a very firm stable base for your shoulder muscles like the rotator cuff and the deltoids to do work and interestingly the rhomboid and the rhomboids and the serratus anterior are prone to becoming inhibited, weak, whereas the levator scapulae is a tonic muscle and it's prone to getting tight. So when you have people with neck pain, we do want to get the rhomboids and the serratus anterior firing properly because the compensation that's happening is that the rhomboids and the serratus have become inhibited and the only muscle of the three that have to all engage at the same time, that is a postural muscle, is the levator. So that's going to get tight. So this is, in my opinion, the main reason why we see so many people with neck pain from the tight levator because the, well, in the upper traps is another upward rotator, but the, the dynamic stabilization of the, of the scapula is mostly being done by the levator, the rhomboids, and the serratus anterior all engaging at the same time to, to lock the, the scapula to the ribs. So, so that is important to understand for neck pain patients. So I'm absolutely not saying let's not strengthen the rhomboids or the or the lower traps, which also get inhibited, or the serratus anterior. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is for postural reasons, let's not consider band work with the rhomboids and the lower trap strength as a corrective so much for posture because really a lot of the issue is coming from weakness in those um, thoracic multifidus muscles that are, that are not um, engaging properly. So I'm not against mid-back strengthening with bands. It's, it's excellent for shoulder issues. It's excellent for neck pain problems for the reasons I just mentioned. But when we're thinking about posture, Let's not forget the lats. Let's not forget the teres major and the pecs and how they pull the shoulder into internal rotation. Let's not forget the multifidus muscles 
in the T1 through 7 or 6, probably T1 through 7, even even possibly down to T10. Um, I would I would say let's not forget those because getting those engaged well is very helpful for postural correction. Okay, so um, that's it for today. Uh, I hope that was of some interest to somebody out there. And have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.